towards the end of last week's parsha, Moshe complains to Hashem, Why have you bestowed evil to this nation? Moshe was upset that the harsh conditions for the Yidin and Mitzrayim got even worse since he came onto the scene. Why did you send me to Pare? Not only did I not save them, but their suffering has increased exponentially. Klal Yisrael's workload has intensified since my arrival. This was a bad idea. I was supposed to be their savior, and I'm pouring gas on the proverbial fire. The narrative continues in the beginning of this week's parsha, where we find Hashem's response. And it's Hashem's scathing rebuke of Moshe for complaining and questioning him. The parsha begins with the words, If we examine the text of the Pasuk, we find a glaring paradox. The term Vaidaber connotes a harsh tone of speech. Dvarim kashim kegidin, whereas Vayomer implies a softer mode of speech. So why then does the Pasuk use both terms? If Hashem was giving Moshe Musar, why does the Pasuk also use the term Vayomer, the gentle form of speech? So Yitzhak Zilberstein offers a beautiful explanation. By using both of these words, the Torah teaches us the proper way in how to deliver rebuke. There are times when giving Musr is appropriate, and sometimes its content must be very blunt and direct. But while the content might be sharp, however, the way the message is expressed should be soft and loving. That's why the Pasuk uses both phrases, Vaidaber and Vayomar. The Torah is teaching us two vital lessons in Chinuch. When appropriate, we must give rebuke, we must discipline our children. We live in a society where we practice child worshipping. This is being worshipped at the altar of self-esteem and building self-confidence. Unconditional love, they say. We have to constantly lift them up and praise them. We are petrified to critique or rebuke our children. Parents are terrified of saying anything negative for the fear that they might leave the fold. Parents are so desperate for their children's love that they'll just give in to anything and everything and keep on giving without consequence. But by doing so, we are not raising healthy, confident children. Rather, we are rendering them invalids, being solely dependent on their parents. By not giving them responsibilities, they develop a sense of entitlement. Shloime HaMelech says, Classically understood, if you spear the rod, you hate your child. However, on a deeper level, if you spear the rod, meaning if you don't discipline your child, you don't admonish and rebuke him, eventually your son will hate you for it. Children need strong boundaries. If you don't rebuke them and point out what they're doing wrong and guide them properly, later on they'll despise you for it. And lesson number two, when we do deliver words of rebuke, we have to do it with tact and sensitivity, so it will resonate with them. It's not about making you feel superior. They should be made to feel like you have their best interest in mind. Rav Zilberstein shares a personal story. He once sat into a cab in Yerushalayim. He looks over at the driver and he's taken aback by his appearance. Long braided hair, piercings, tattoos, to the point where he almost didn't feel comfortable sitting next to him. Seeing Razilbastin's discomfort, the driver says, Rabbi, please don't judge me by my looks. And he opens up his shirt and shows him that he's wearing tzitzis. And Razilbastin was shocked. 
The driver says, Rabbi, I'm in the process of doing tshuva. For now, I'm not ready to get rid of my hairstyle and jewelry, but I promise I'll get there one day. I'll tell you why I decided to wear tzitzis. A few months ago, I picked up a passenger who appeared to be a very important rabbi. I brought him from Halon to Bnei Barak. When we arrived at his house in Bnei Barak, the rabbi turned to me and he said, You must be hungry. Come upstairs with me and have something to eat. But keep the meter running. I don't want you to lose money over this. Of course, I wanted to turn off the meter, but I couldn't argue with him. So I went upstairs to his house and we had something to eat and drink. When we finished eating, he said, You probably didn't put on film today. Would you like to put on film with me? It's all on me, don't worry. Just keep the meter running. After we finished praying, he walked me to my car, he checked the meter and paid me in full. Then he said, Because I made you walk up all those steps to my house, here's a tip. It was a very generous tip. The driver said to Rav Zilberstein, I have driven many passengers, but I have never met one like this man. He touched my heart so deeply, to the point where I thought, if there are still Jews like this in the world, I want to be among them. The next day I went out and bought myself a pair of tzitzis, and I wear it every day. So how much did it cost the Rebbe? A few shekels, a few minutes of his time? Isn't that a great return on investment? 25 shekels that bring someone back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? If we are noble in our interpersonal behavior, we can inspire others to come close to Torah and Mitzvahs. If we are truly sincere, if we speak with the attitude of Vayoymer, our words will resonate. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.